Welcome back to the Back of the Net podcast. I'm your host, John Fives, and we got Mr. Bank 99 on the episode uh, back here for match day three of the Premier League. It's great to be back this week. How are you doing, Mr. Bank? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Uh, great uh, match day two for the Premier League and looking forward to match day three. The league's getting rolling and it's really exciting to see. Yeah, a lot of a lot of soccer's been getting going here. We got the EFL Cups about in full swing, FA Cup soon, uh, Premier League's in full swing. Got the Champions League uh, right around the corner. Um, so we got a lot of soccer here to the breakdown. So uh, we're not gonna waste anybody's time today because um, we know you guys are busy. Um, so why don't we just go ahead and uh, uh, jump right into it um, a little bit? We'll just quickly quickly touch up on last week uh consensus plays went one and one moving our consensus record for the season to three and two uh if you guys tailed that uh you guys are netting a slight profit um so that's better than losing i mean profit's profit um and my picks as well went three and two so that brings me to uh six three and one on the season for uh a positive gain of 2.7 units through two weeks i'd say that's pretty good for the listeners. Absolutely. You can't ask for much more than some yeah. profit, I don't think. Yeah, definitely. How are you doing on your plays, Mr. Bank? Uh, last week we went, we were a little more selective on our plays, went one and one, uh, losing a little bit on the juice. And then on my derivative bet of the draw, halftime, menu, full-time, plus 320, did not hit that one. But I hope that if you guys were channeling, you didn't fire on that, like it was a full one-unit play. Uh, I think we handicapped the game uh, pretty well. Just picked a little more of a shot in the dark there on our plus 320 instead of taking a a more uh, a less juicy side. But you know that's that's what happens. And I mean, if we're handicapping the game, I think we hit that at a higher than 33% clip, so we would realize some EV. But this time, unfortunately, we didn't. It's just how it goes. Yeah, I actually uh, thought you capped that game pretty well, other than the result. I mean, you talked about Man United coming out really, really slow. Um, I just didn't think I, – I, I don't think either of us really expected Crystal Palace to put on the kind of show that they did. Um, but all, all hats off to them. They're sitting at six points, uh, pretty much top of the table here, I think, either first or second. So if you're a Palace fan, yeah. you're absolutely buzzing right now, but um, maybe not for long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well we'll see this week when they run into everything yeah all right um well then let's just get right into it um first game of the week on saturday uh we got brighton um i believe ho- yep hosting uh manchester united uh united at a minus 129 probably about my yeah minus 130 range um Tricky little price here, and then Brighton, almost about a 4-1 to one dog. We're seeing an Asian handicap at about uh, minus 0.75 uh, for both ways. Um, at Man United, minus 0.75. A little bit of plus to, plus money to about even money. This is a tough one. Um, I hate to say this, but uh, I, I need to see more of this United team play, and this is a lineup checker for me. I know I said this last week versus the Brighton match, and I ended up not firing on Brighton. Um, I want to see, I mean, 
right now I currently lean a little bit towards Brighton here, but I want to see the lineups they post out. Um, I want to make sure Ben White's still back in the lineup. Um, I know he's been picking up some Knicks, and I want to see Adam Alana uh, playing. I was just really impressed with him uh, during match day one. Uh, he seemed to provide just that last piece um, for for Brighton to kind of just get those goals that they need. And we know Brighton's a really good defensive squad, um, but just attacking-wise, you know, sometimes they can be struggling a little bit. But, you know, we got Trossard is absolutely firing on all cylinders right now. And uh, you got a Man United team that I don't know if we have a whole lot of data yet to uh, kind of back off or go back off of yet. Um, we saw them start a really interesting side in their first game of the season. I, I think there's a couple notable names that did not get uh, the nod. Uh, we saw Van de Beek come in in the second half and almost make an instant impact. So I'll be surprised to see um, if he gets the starting 11 nod this week um, or if he doesn't and Matomic. Matamine is back uh, in the starting 11 because uh, he was absolutely dreadful in the first match. Um, so, yeah, for me, a lineup checker here. So just play close attention. Um, if Man United roll out a really solid starting 11, I might have to uh, try and jump on that. But currently and right now is Brighton. And uh, if Man United roll out a similar lineup to last week, I will probably be playing that 0.75. But for now, we'll just pass. Certainly a, a weird game last week from Man United. I just think, like you were saying, maybe a bit of a lineup checker here. I just, after watching that performance by Man U, I mean, we could say that they have to come out in this game and show some heart and get the three points on the board, but I, I just don't have that much confidence in them. And I think that in general, we have to just wait and see how they play these first couple weeks after that, that week one, that match day one performance, see if they're going to be a real competitor in this Premier League, which going into the season, I did think they would be. And I still think, obviously, it was just one bad game. They still can be, but I'm not confident, and I don't want to put any uh, investment behind them right now, so I'm yeah. also going to be passing this game. I mean, like we said, that Brighton side has looked pretty good so far. I mean, that 3-0 win to Newcastle was a good, great match for them, and they've had some, some great moments, so they definitely could show up here and yeah. give Manchester United a fight. I just don't think it's worth uh, hopping on either side here. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, guys, don't don't be uh, don't just look at this Brighton squad and uh, kind of uh, not really look into them. Just say, oh, they're a Brighton side. They're a bottom bottom uh, side table or bottom yeah side in the Premier League table. They're they have a really really strong defense, and I think they kind of go unnoticed a little bit. They got a lot of solid players back there, um, and I think you know. I think in our first pot of the season, you know, we didn't even kind of talk about Brighton finishing bottom of the table because both of us just kind of knew that, you know, this is a, this is a strong team. They fight a lot. Um, and just laying minus 130 right now uh, on a Man United team that I don't know what lineup they're going to spit out. Um, and I don't have a lot of data to see how they're playing yet this year is, for me right now, not the move. <laughs> yeah. It's just one of those things where uh, I think there's spots early in the season, regardless of what sport it is, where, that you're looking to fire on a certain team because you like their off season or you like how they start their seasons with a certain manager. But I don't think men, you or either of us are too excited to place a wager on them right now. And this Brighton side is a little, a little confusing sometimes. So it's just a spot that we can pass. No need to invest in it right now. All right, guys. Uh, that brings us to our second match. Uh, we got crystal palace um, hosting uh, the toffees Everton. Um, this is an interesting match here, uh, Mr. Bank. Um, 
I'll let you uh, take this one away first. Yeah, uh, last week, I mean, we were talking just about that Man U Crystal Palace game. I was pretty impressed with Crystal Palace. They obviously got dominated possession-wise against Man United, but they made the most out of their opportunities. And, I mean, I think you and I have talked a little, not sure if we've mentioned it on the pod too much, but has been playing for Crystal Palace. It's kind of crazy that he's still there, to be honest. It seems like he should be at a larger club and contributing to maybe more of an actual championship hopes. But this Crystal Palace side has been very impressive so far. and He's been leading the charge for them. I mean, he bagged two last week and just looked like a beast. So I think that in this game against Everton, they're going to show up and try and show the league that they're really here for this season. They're going to make an impact here and I mean, this Everton side that's pretty hot as well, putting up five against West Brom. Obviously, West Brom isn't the, the best side in the Premier League, but anytime you put up five goals, I think you're going to roll into the next week with some confidence. So I actually do have a play on this game. I think the over uh, over under of 2.25 is just a tad low. I think if this was more aligned at about two and a half, I think it would be the right line. But 2.25 at a straight bet both ways, minus 110, I'm going to be taking over here on that between Crystal Palace and Everton. I just think that uh, Zaha's impressed me with his play these first couple of games. And, I mean, even Townsend putting one in for Crystal Palace. I think that they're a side that is going to be able to put up at least one, maybe two against uh, Everton here. They make the most out of their chances. And then I just, Everton's playing. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest, I got them totally wrong coming into the season. They've they've looked great. And, they, I mean, they haven't defended that great. Obviously, gave up two to West Brom. And... I think it'll be a great game, and I think it's going to go over the 2.25, so that's going to be my first play of the week. Yeah, I really like that play. Um, I also have a play on this this game, guys. Um, After watching, I know we had – I had Everton last week minus a quarter, jumped on that really, really early. After watching the first 20 minutes of that game, um, I was just extremely disappointed with Everton. Uh, They go down 1-0 early. Not really happy. Very well. Could have gone down 2-0 early. Uh, West Brom had another really, really nice opportunity to score there. Um, so kind of caught a couple little breaks there. And then with that Richarlison, um, uh, wasn't a header, but it was off uh, deflected off the defender. Then Calvert-Lewin was able to finish the back heel. Um, game just completely turned. Um, so, yeah, like uh, like Mr. Bank mentioned, Everton, this team um, – offensively are firing on all cylinders. James Rodriguez, I mentioned in the last pod, I said, we're going to see that left-footed rip. And sure enough, next match day, um, you know, 18 or 22 yards out, James buries one. But How good fact, were you feeling about yourself when he pulled that or when I, he made that? Feeling real good. I mean, the game just completely <laughs> – the game completely flipped on its head right from right after their first goal, then the red card, the James rip. You know it was going to be all Everton after that. But there were just little moments in there where um, – we saw this West Brom team kind of, uh, we haven't really seen a whole lot of positives from them. Um, but in that Everton match, I think for about 20, 25 minutes of the start of the game, they really did dominate it. And, uh, I was really surprised. Um, but you know, during the Karen Gibbs red card, the coach getting sent off, um, that was just unfortunate for West Brom supporters. And then we got to see Everton in full force, but, um, yeah, I like the over two and a half here and stuff. And we've been seeing Crystal Palace getting on the score sheet early, playing some good defense. But um, I think all good things come to an end eventually. And, uh, yeah, this is where Everton gets rolling in this spot. Um, I do think Crystal Palace are, like you said, will probably bag one. Zaha's been playing out of his mind. But um, this is a game where uh, I think Everton, uh, you know, 
finished with three points again, and they uh, they move into nine points on the table. So uh, I know I mentioned it earlier in the podcast or early in podcast one. I like a lot of minus a quarter plays, um, and I'm just going to continue to ride with Everton until um, until they prove me otherwise. Uh, so I'm going to be taking for my first play of the week Everton minus a quarter, um, probably about my I think it's minus 115 to minus 120 range so i think at worst case everton draw this game and we're getting half of our money back but um yeah i i'm not really uh too high uh on crystal palace to get three points here i don't see it happening um but yeah i think everton get the three points um i just think for charleston calvert lewin james way too much uh they're gonna be able to break down uh crystal palace get a goal or two uh, maybe crystal palace gets uh gets one um, but I think Everton are scoring at least two or three goals in this game. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great one. And like you said, I definitely see Everton rolling here and uh, making their statement on the Premier League early. If they got nine points right out the gate, that'd be pretty impressive. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Selhurst Park is normally known as kind of a fortress for teams to come into. But without fans, and ever since the restart last year, Crystal Palace was absolutely abysmal at home. Um, so for me, it just seems like Homer on the road, it doesn't seem to change how this team plays. So if you think there's any still type of any type of home field advantage, you know, just guys, you know, knowing that they, you know, sometimes some teams are a little bit more comfortable on their home pitch, fans or no fans. This Crystal Palace team will get battered at home and they'll go on the road and then maybe bat and then beat a team like United three to one. So um, I don't see any issues with Everton coming in a way. We saw them do it at the beginning of the year, um, picking up the three points. They're going to do it again. Um, Everton will roll this week. For sure. Let's, let's get right rolling right on to Chelsea West Brown. What do you think yep. in there? Um, yeah, so third uh, third game of the season for Chelsea, or yeah, for both teams here. It's at the Hawthorns, and we got Chelsea laying some heavy juice here. Um, and this is where I'm going to be um, actually taking. Um, I'm going to be. Pro- I'm going to be taking. I'm going to do it here. I'm going to be taking uh, West Brom actually here uh, on the plus one point two five Asian handicap. It's around even money. I really like this play. Um, I just I haven't necessarily been all that impressed with Chelsea. First game this season, uh, they play a tough uh, tough Brighton squad. Yeah, they get the one three one, but the scoreline three one was nothing. Um, told told nothing about the entire or the story wasn't really there. Um, Chelsea, yeah, they got the three one scoreline, but I'd argue that Brighton looked really really well in that match. Played much better than um, the three one scoreline. Let me see match week two. Go out to Anfield. Obviously, really tough match. Tough to get the red card uh, there. Uh, it was going to be a fantastic match. We saw, uh, you know, Chelsea actually kind of knocked the ball pretty well, knock knock around the ball pretty well. But, you know, the stupid, stupid mistakes, um, you know, cost them in the end. And uh, I do like the way that Resperam opened up uh, last week against Everton, kind of taking the match to Everton early on. Uh, getting the early goal. Uh, I mean, that was a fantastic goal. We saw in the second half, we saw the beautiful free kick. So I still think that this West Brom team has uh, has some stuff to prove, and they're a solid squad. Um, and I just think uh, Chelsea going away here, lane minus 1.25 is way too much. Um, you know, West Brom, if they're going to lose this game, I don't think they lose it by more than one goal. So at least we're cashing half our bet. 
Um, and I'm gaining it at plus money. So that's uh, also a plus there. So uh, I'll be upgrading that to the second play of my week. Uh, we're jumping on the uh, we're jumping on the underdog here and taking the baggies. Well, uh, I've got some good news for you, uh, Mr. Ja. We're actually going to be having our first consensus player of the pod here. You know how much we we both love the plus a quarters, plus one and a quarter that type of markets. So I thought I saw this line, and I mean. I think I don't know how you could take much away from that Chelsea Liverpool match other than that uh Liverpool is just clearly the better side and it, it just seemed like the type of thing where Chelsea just kind of got woken up that they need to bring some more some more energy to the Premier League if they want to actually compete with those those top dogs Man City and Liverpool I think that they need to actually I mean they got the players obviously they spent the money in the transfer window but Keppa did not impress in that game, to say the least, and they just definitely need to maybe make a change in net, and I think this West Brom side could do something against them, and we were talking about the Everton-West Brom match from last week. Like you said, West Brom looked pretty solid in the first portion of that match, and I think that they could do some of the similar things against this Chelsea side that has a lot of firepower, just as Everton does up top. So I do think I like this plus 1.25 quite a bit. I'm seeing, I mean, even over plus money, I see plus 105 on Nevada, and I think that's a great price for this. It's one of those where if, I mean, I think we can both see West Brom in this match towards the end. I mean, at the 80th minute, if this is tied, I think we're feeling great about our bet. If it, even in the 60th, 70th minute, we're feeling great about our bet. So I think this is one where West Brom's going to come with some fight. They, I think they want to get on the board here and, Maybe this could be where they get their first point in the Premier League. Hopefully cash us a, bet, a consensus play here. So West Brom plus 1.25, book it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, and I mean, it's all the listeners you guys should know. I mean, Chelsea have a serious, serious issue uh, in the net. Um, Kepa has absolutely no confidence. Um, Chelsea could either play him this week, um, which I would love if we're backing West, uh, West Brom, or, you know, they could start – old Willie uh, Caballero, who, I mean, what, what is he? He's in his late 30s now, guys. So uh, there's a serious issue back there. And as a center back and someone who has played a lot of soccer, um, if you're if you're playing uh, in a center back role and you don't have a lot of trust in your goalie, um, that doesn't bode well for a defense. And uh, I'll tell you right now, no one in that Chelsea back line trusts Kepa. Kepa doesn't even trust himself. I feel bad for the guy. But, um, yeah, I mean – West Brom are going to score, and uh, we'll just see if their defense is kind of, you know, able to hold the Blues at bay. And, uh, you know, at home, I hope they – I mean, I definitely think they will. They'll be coming out fighting. They've had uh, a couple tough two weeks here. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's uh, book that consensus, guys. Absolutely. Okay. Um, oh, it moves us on to your boys. The, Burn, yeah. the Burnley boys hosting Southampton. Um, I'll let you uh, take it away if you want to just give your thoughts on last week and uh, maybe if you do have a bet here. Uh, yeah. Um, well, I'm going to say first off, do not have a bet on Burnley this week, unfortunately. Um, might be making a bit of a fan play, but I would not consider that an investment at all or anything of that nature. But, uh, I mean, last week for Burnley, obviously very disappointing result. Thing is, they got they got my hopes up getting up 1-0 early with the Chris Wood banger. 
but um, it, they just the Peter's own goal was really what I mean was kind of what killed it, and they they gave us some hope back when uh, McNeil had a nice assist, but just a, a tough match for them. I mean, lost four two to Leicester. We don't we don't see Burnley giving up four goals very often. That's not something that I'm used to. That's for sure. And just Leicester looks looks pretty good, to be honest. I I think in this match against Southampton, Burnley's gonna have to they're gonna have to come with some heart because I mean, unfortunately, they're only this is only gonna be their second game in the Premier League, and they're already battered injury wise. I mean, last week we had like 13 healthy bodies, it seems like, and we got to give Sean Dyche something to work with here. And I think not having those hydration breaks is it's a little tough for them. I think that definitely helped them. Like I had this, I had said in previous podcasts, I think that helped them in the in the restart a little bit. But I, I really want the lads to get a result here and get on the board, get a point at least on the board. And I think I think they're capable of it certainly. But it, I think it might be one of those matches where uh, they're going to be just holding. We're going to be holding our breaths all the way through, hoping that Pope can make some saves. And this isn't a Southampton team that is impressed so far, thankfully. So I do think that Burnley has a as a good opportunity to do something here in this match, but overall not super excited after the first match, obviously. And um, just hoping that the lads can do something here and get get some momentum moving forward. Cause week one wasn't too great. That's for sure. Yeah. I got to agree with you. Um, I mean, it's just after watching that game, I was just kind of in shock and it, it was tough for, you know, tough for us to be holding our under two and a half ticket um, when Tarkowski didn't make the starting 11 because he's out with a neck. Um, and then, you know, just so many guys with, on this Burnley side just recently out with Knicks, and you just hate to see it. Um, and you got to love the heart, you know, for them going out there. But, you know, when you have a side with, like, I don't I, – I can't remember the tweet I saw, but they literally had, like, 13 fit senior players. Um, that's just tough. I mean, normally you, <laughs> you got teams with, you know, 20 – like I think the me- I think the max roster is 21, 22 guys, um, all fit normally, or maybe you have a couple banged up guys. But I mean, what what Dice is what Dice is trying to do? Um, he's a great coach. Uh, I just think the board at Burnley need to give him more. I haven't seen any transfers. Um, I'd love to see, you know, the board just back Dice. Um, I if you saw our twitters this week, we're hash we're trying we're start getting on the hashtag back Dice. Um, the board need to give them give Johnny yeah. D some money to work with because Burnley are hurting for guys right now. Um, got a lot of young guys that are coming up playing in the roster um, for the EFL Cup. Um, so for me, also I'm not taking any play on this game. Just this Burnley side is way too injured. I don't really know what they're gonna be throwing out there. Um, to be to be honest, I don't even know some of these younger guys uh, on the Burnley like under twenty one side that are playing right now. Um, so just not knowing a lot of the faces out there for me. Um, obviously, I'm not going to be placing any wagers. I will be watching the game though. I'd love to see. Uh, I always love to see new young talent. Uh, and then also, I mean, how can you back a, a Southampton side right now? They've been absolutely dreadful. Three losses in their first three games of the season. They got absolutely battered by Brentford in the EFL Cup when they started their full, like, normal starting 11 that you'd see in a Premier League side. Brentford just ran all over them. And then last week at uh, Tottenham, it just looked like they forgot how to defend. So, uh, you know, I think Burnley is a decent spot for them to maybe actually pick up a dub here at Turf Moor. Um, 
but uh, this game just has way too many questions and way too much variance around it. So uh, I'm just pass- passing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Burnley did make that one acquisition of uh, Stevens from Brighton, paid a little over a million, but I- I'm not sure what kind of impact he's going to have if he'll even suit up in one of these next couple of games. Hopefully he can do something for the club, but uh, I mean, not super not super crazy about that. I mean, obviously nice to add another player, but not expecting a whole lot, but we'll see what happens in that, uh, in that regard, these next couple of match days. All right. That moves us to uh, Sunday guys. Uh, we got four matches uh, kicking us off with Sheffield taking on uh, Leeds United. Um, this is going to at Bramill lane. Uh, this game is just about priced as close to a pick as you can get. Both sides, uh, plus 170 on the money line. Uh, and then we got um, pick at both sides. Leads a little bit more, uh, minus 115. Sheffield, minus 105. Over-under at 2.5. Um, this is going to be a great match. Um, Sheffield starts slow. Uh, we, I mean, we've seen them, you know, they're... Obviously, they lost their first two games of the season. First game of the season, they played Wolves. Uh, I was really, really disappointed in uh, just what I what I saw from that um, Sheffield defense. It wasn't very good. Um, then they play Aston Villa and the Villains, um, and they played well. Um, but well, I mean, they played well with ten men because that's tough. Because Johnny <laughs> John Egan goes down. Uh, in the 12th minute, just a really stupid foul. And Egan's a class defender. Uh, we all know that from uh, you know the past couple seasons. He's been great in the Premier League. Um, obviously, we won't see Egan this week. Um, but at, you know, even with 10 men, um, you know they were able to uh, you know force a penalty and kind of penetrate a little bit. And I was I was uh, really surprised to uh, watch Sheffield kind of you know work around. They they seemed like they were kind of working into the match with ten men, which really surprised me. And I think if they had eleven, they pick up the three points there against Villa. Uh, but you know this week versus uh, Leeds is going to be a whole new monster. Um, this Leeds team is absolutely firing uh, on all cylinders goal wise, but they can't seem to keep the ball out of their own net. Um, defensively, uh, we see Robin Cock has. I think he's had he's three he's caught three penalties. Uh, and first two match weeks, one handball and two just clumsy, clumsy challenges. This is a tough match for me. Um, I can't wait to actually watch it. I mean, it's going to be phenomenal. Um, but, I mean, it's it's going to be tough. Um, it's, it's tough for me to just pick a side here. Um, Sheffield are a little bit of a question mark. Uh, I think it's going to be low scoring, but I'm not going to be making a play on the total just because I'm not a huge fan of lane minus 120. Uh, for an over under two and a half uh, with, you know, how we know this Leeds team can just absolutely jump out of the gate at any given moment. And then also could, um, you know, play defense of equivalent to a high school uh, team. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to, I'm going to be making a pass here. Obviously I can't wait to watch this match. It should be an absolute uh, banger of a match, but uh, uh, no value here. Um, don't want to be lane minus minus one fifteen pick him for Leeds. Uh, I think Leeds, uh, I mean, this is gonna be a really tough match for them. They, I, you know, yes, they, we saw them um, absolutely unravel Fulham, but then you know they give up those late goals, and then we see them jump all over Liverpool, who, um, you know, we talked about Liverpool's defense. You guys all know one of the best defenses in the world. Um, 
but we talked about how Liverpool's kind of been complacent on D lately. So I think Leeds are going to be a little bit shocked here. Uh, Sheffield are a really, really strong defensive team. They got our great shape. Um, so uh, I think it might be uh, – I don't think we're going to see, uh, you know, Leeds going three, four goals this week. Um, you know, they might be lucky enough to bag two. Uh, so it's going to be a really tough, uh, grindy match for Leeds. Uh, so I see no value. No value anywhere uh, with uh, laying any type of juice. I'm going to for sure be interested in how Sheffield comes into this game because I think that, like you were saying, uh, they've they've had some stretches. I mean, against Via, they did, I think, like you were saying, they looked good. I mean, with 10 men, they were able to keep it, keep it some sort of a match until, obviously, Conte got that goal. But I think that this is one of those games where maybe Sheffield's going to try to control the tempo and, like you were saying, keep it as a lower-scoring game because I don't think that they can uh, compete with Leeds if it turns into a a 5-4 type of match, a 4-3 type of match like Leeds has had in the first two here. I think if if either if uh, Leeds is able to get three or four, that obviously that they're going to take it down because I just don't see Sheffield scoring that many goals. But I think Sheffield's going to control the tempo here. And I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. Don't have a play on it, like you were saying. Uh, minus 120 on the under two and a half. Just a, a little bit steep for my liking. But I think that this is a game where Leeds is going to show us uh, maybe how they're going to be able to play in a match that isn't super high scoring. And we'll be able to learn a little bit more about the side and whether or not they're going to compete with all the different sides of the Premier League or only the, only the sides that are going to want to play in high scoring matches. And when they come up against the Wolves type squad, they're maybe going to struggle. But I think, like I was saying, Sheffield controlled the tempo in this one. We'll see maybe uh, a 1-1 draw type of thing. I don't really like a, I don't really have a lean on either side here. Price is pretty close to a pick em, like you were saying. So I'm just going to be passing on this one, sitting back, enjoying the show, bright and early on a Saturday morning. Yeah. Um, this is going to be a little tester for Leeds, and uh, like you said, I, I agree. We're gonna we're gonna see how this team uh, is gonna. This is gonna be a good test uh, to see how they're gonna fare kind of for the rest of the season against a really organized side. All right, moving on. Uh, Tottenham uh, hosting uh, Newcastle in uh, what will be uh, also another interesting game. Uh, we got Tottenham laying around minus two hundred on the money line. So pretty steep. Uh, then Newcastle about a six, close to yeah, about a six to one uh, underdog. Over under is about uh, anywhere from some uh, juicy under three to uh, about two point seven five uh, on the Asian handicap. Um, so I mean this one's interesting. Um, I'm still a little bit confused with this Spurs side um, and this Newcastle side. Um, you know, Newcastle get the really good or really good three points week one, um, kind of almost kind of uh, stealing it from uh, from uh, West Ham, uh, and then absolutely just get battered against uh, Brighton, who I think are obviously the better team. But you know, Newcastle didn't even seem to show up in that game, and now they got to go play uh, a Tottenham side who uh, defensively uh, have not started the season all that great. <laughs> giving up uh, some, some, some bad goals to Southampton, I think, and then uh, shut out by Everton um, 1-0. So 
Yeah, this one's a tough match for me, but um, I do think that um, this is one of these games um, where Newcastle is gonna is gonna be you know it's just gonna be your classic Newcastle match. Um, we're gonna see uh, we're gonna see this Newcastle side just pack it in, um, and the Spurs side just struggle to break them down for the majority of the match. Um, I think you know I've seen this match way too many times uh, roll out before. Uh, you know, a Spurs side with Jose Mourinho. Um, you know, a side that also likes to soak up pressure, defensively strong, uh, good keeper, playing a, you know, a Newcastle side that, um, yeah, they've made some great moves this year. Callum Wilson uh, saw the left back coming uh, over from Norwich. He's a great addition, Jamal Lewis. Um, so, go, so some great players, and they got a lot of firepower, but um, I just, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see a lot of goals in this one. Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, we saw... We saw last week, uh, you know, obviously Harry Kane with the four assists, Son with the four goals. We're not going to see that again. I guarantee that. Um, this is going to be a really tight one. Uh, it's just, you know, it's going to be can Tottenham break down uh, Newcastle or are Newcastle going to nick one early? And then it's going to be can Tottenham break down Newcastle to get two. So totals around here, like two point. It's uh, like I said, it's like 2.75. So you got half your money on three, half on two and a half. Um Newcastle scores first or Tottenham scores first. I don't care. Whoever scores that goal, um, we're going to see uh, a lot of uh, defensive being played on either side. Um, you know, Newcastle are going to come into this game park heavy. Um, that's just the only way that they're going to be able to get points here. Um, so I don't see this total. I don't see four goals in us losing our bet here um, or losing all of our bet here. Worst case, you know, we might see like a 2-1. They lose half our bet. But um, I'll be taking the under 2.75 for my third play of the week. Yeah, I mean, on this match, I think uh, there's a lot to be questioned with this Tottenham side so far in the uh, in the Premier League this season. And I think with Bale coming in, it's really a question of, is he going to mesh with the team? Like, is he really going to be playing all that much? Um, I mean, I, I assume they brought him in because they want to want to get him involved and they wanted to bring him back but I really don't know how well he's going to mesh with I mean they already have Son and Kane up top and Lucas Mora I mean obviously you can fit a world-class player like Bale in there but it's the question is going to be how is the rest of the team going to fit together with him and they've never played them before so it's going to be interesting to see that dynamic coming in and I don't think with this uh, match there's too much value to be had on Tottenham with minus 1.25 uh, Asian handicap and the over under sitting around 2.75 like you were saying I'm just gonna have to be passing this one here Newcastle obviously hasn't uh, done anything crazy this season so far the 3-0 result was nice uh, was unfortunate obviously against Brighton excuse me but I mean it's a, it's a team where they got the points against West Ham and match day one but I'm just gonna just going to be passing. I think they're this is kind of like a Man U Brighton game. We just don't want to jump to any conclusions about either of these sides too early in the season. And we're only at match day three here. So we're going to get a lot more information as we go. And as these games keep building on each other, I think we'll learn a little bit more about these sides and get to know what, what type of spots we're looking to bet them in. And like we said, um, we last week with our consensus play on Tottenham, we love to play them in a zigzag situation. When they lost, we love to play them on the bounce back. So them leading into this game with a win 
I'm not uh, overly excited to invest in them. And this Newcastle team just doesn't excite me all that much, just in general. So uh, this is going to be another pass for me. Uh, so I think we're just going to be moving on and, and like we were saying with the Sheffield Leeds game, enjoying some early morning Saturday soccer. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll bring us to the match of the day on Sunday. You got uh, Man City, uh, big time favorites over the Foxes, who are 2-0 and side, um, picking up the 4-2 victory over your, your boys, and then uh, week one getting the 3-0 victory versus West Brom. Uh, so Man City kind of dismantle Wolves 3-1. Um, so you got the Asian handicap sitting at plus 1.75 here. Uh, I mean, at first glance, um, does that seem rather high to you, Mr. Bank? It does. I mean, that's what I was thinking was that just seemed a bit of a, a high line. I mean, this Man City team, obviously we know what they can do and we know how they can open up a match and absolutely put goals on the board, but I mean, this Leicester side impressed me last week and has impressed me so far in the Premier League this season. I think they're they're going to do something this season. I mean, last last season they were in, in competition for that Champions League spot for really down to the end there. So this isn't a team that is just going to roll over against anyone. Plus 1.75 just does seem a little high in my opinion. Uh, what are you thinking on that line there? Yeah, I mean, I, it almost seems a little bit too good to be true. And I know... I know I talked about this Leicester side week one of the season when they were getting about even money versus West Brom. And I said, I'm just going to back them until they prove me otherwise. Um, and so, and I mean, they got us the three points. They picked me up the, you know, the profit early in match week one. Um, and I think I'm going to just continue to kind of roll off that basis. Um, yeah, sure. They lost to Arsenal uh, yesterday in the EFL Cup, but we didn't even see, you know, a full starting side. We saw the likes of James Madison play a lot in that match. And for, you know, Leicester fans, that's good to see. Uh, you haven't seen Matters uh, out there on the pitch, and he's just a really vital part of, uh, you know, uh, when, when you got a healthy James Madison, uh, he's one of the best midfielders in the Premier League. So, you know, we might be seeing the likes of him against in this City game. City looked great, obviously, for the majority of the game. But we did see a little bit of a, you know, a little bit of a, you know, when a little bit of a mix-up with City uh, in that second half. You know, Wolves climbed their way back into that game. Um, we saw Jimenez get on the score sheet uh, with Potence on that nasty little nutmeg on De Bruyne. Uh, so, we'll, you know, Nuno had those boys working. Um, whatever he said at halftime kind of got them going again. Uh, and, yeah, I mean – Man City were rolling early. Um, they looked really good. They just, it just, Wolves looked lifeless. Um, but, uh, you know, I think, you know, regard, you know, this Leicester side, yeah, they gave up two, uh, two goals to Burnley. I don't think they're giving up two goals this week. I think they're going to be really sound defensively. They were sound defensively week one against uh, West Brom. A little bit of a, you know, took a little bit of the snooze in the week two. Um, nothing, there's, there's nothing to take from, uh, from the EFL cup game guys, don't worry about that. They were playing, you know, a lot of bench players, not even, they didn't even have a single starter in their back line. So don't worry about that. Giving up two goals to the Arsenal's bench, essentially. Um, This, I mean, this is going to be a tight game uh, and I'm getting one plus 1.75 here. So half my bets on one plus one and a half, half my bets on plus two. I mean, yeah, I'm taking that. This Leicester side has a lot of weapons, um, you know, defensively, uh, they brought in uh, Kesten. I'm gonna butcher this, but uh, it's 
can't I actually can't say it. Casten <laughs> Ni <laughs> you know what? Um I'm not even gonna say that. Uh I'm yeah. not even gonna try to pronounce <laughs> it. But uh you know, James Justin out on the wing. Um Oh, Castagna, are you talking about? Castagna, yeah, yeah. Uh, my apologies. <laughs> all, these, <laughs> all, good. all of our British listeners are going to come after me. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, they brought, they bring, they brought in him. Uh, you know, he's got an assist in his first week. He looks great. Harvey Barnes looks great. Uh, Jamie Vardy's Jamie Vardy. Um, Lester getting plus one points and five goals. I'm taking it. Uh, that would be my fourth play of the week. Yeah, uh, I mean – are you are you passing here on this game, Mr. Bank? Uh, I mean, you're really you're really convincing me to try to maybe get down on Leicester, and I think I might actually end up doing that by the time Sunday rolls around. But for now, I'm go- I am going to be passing this this match. Um, I've just seen Man City uh, just totally blow open matches against even great sides too often to to love the 1.75 here. But you did make a great case on Leicester's behalf. And they have impressed me so far in the in this Premier League season. So I won't be surprised at all when this match ends maybe 2-1 or something around those lines. And Lester does cover your spread here. But, but like I said, I'm going to be waiting until Sunday. Maybe I will end up taking this game. But for now, I'm just going to be passing. Um, I think Man City's going to, try and, going to try and get the three points, obviously. But I think they're going to try to make a statement here and show that they can – still beat the teams that are sitting at the top of the table right now. They've only played one match so far, so they need to get their points on the board. Yeah. I think this plays out as probably a, a 2-1 Man City win, but just not quite stoked about that Leicester line. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't so blame right, you. So right now, we're just going to be passing. I don't blame you at all. I mean, Man City looked like they are all business um, for about 60 minutes of that Wolves game. Um, you, know, you know, Liverpool – you know, starting off the season with two big wins, uh, Man City, you know, if they want to make a title push this year, they need to be getting, they need to be getting three points. Um, so yeah, I mean, Man City is Man City. And at the end of the day, they could open up this game and absolutely expose Leicester. But, um, I don't know. I just, I think it's too many goals, uh, for Man City side. That's, you know, only, I think probably a little bit less fit than, uh, we might see this Leicester side. And, uh, anyway, Jamie Vardy, like I said, he's Jamie Vardy. Um, one of the best strikers, in the Premier, one of the best strikers in the Premier League. Uh, so you know, Jamie Vardy can do Jamie Vardy things and maybe help us out a little bit. But let's move on. Um, last game of the Sunday day, we got Wolverhampton um, taking on our Wolves boys going out to uh, West Ham in London. Uh, this one uh, we got Wolves priced about plus one hundred five, um, and then you got West Ham at about. Um, plus two, uh, yeah, like plus 285, close to plus 300, the draw plus 245, over under two and a half, slightly shaded to the over. Um, I'm taking a pass here. Um, I'm not going to waste a whole lot of time here. Um, we saw with West Ham team, they're a tricky side. I mean, they still got some really solid players, Declan Rice in the midfield, Antonio up top. Um, they got they got good players on this West Ham side. They're really tricky. You got to go into West Ham, and I mean, if I'm backing a team here, I'm obviously I'm going to back Wolves. Wolves are a great side, uh, normally great on the road team, also as well um, in betting situations last year. But um, I just they seemed so flat last week against Man City, and uh, for that reason solely, actually, 
I, I don't see um, them there being a whole lot of value close to even money on the three-way money line um, here to be laying that. Uh, well, I guess not laying it, but getting that plus money. I, I'd expect us to get it actually a little bit more. Um, the line opened up around plus 130, so uh, we did kind of miss a lot of the value as a lot of better seem to have jumped on Wolves early. Um, but yeah, I mean, Wolves came out way too slow. They didn't they didn't look very good against Man City. Um, obviously did come out later. Jimenez bagged that goal. But uh, this is a tricky West Ham team. And uh, you saw Arteta say it last week himself. He said, uh, you know, after Arsenal barely squeaked out the win. Um, and it's a good Arsenal team lately. Uh, and I'm sure all you guys have been watching. Barely squeaked out that dub. Um, Arteta said that was a really, really tough game in the post-game interview. But he said a win's a win. Obviously, we'll take the three points. But West Ham really challenged, um, really challenged Arsenal. And I see them doing the same to Wolves this week. So I see way too much of a draw happening this week. Not no value, obviously, to be taking the draw. No value on Wolves. I don't see value on the match at all. I'll be passing. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm going to be coming into this game as a pass as well. Uh, I do think that uh, Wolves is probably going to bounce back here. And I, I, if I had to pick a side, I would probably take uh, Wolves minus the half. But I, I just think that this is going to be a very low-scoring uh, classic Wolves game that we all. Uh, love to see maybe maybe a one one honestly maybe even a one zero pretty low scoring type game. I mean West Ham's only been in the Premier League this season through two matches and obviously it's soccer. There's a lot of variance. Sometimes that happens, but I mean if they're not going to be putting up that many goals in the Premier League this season, uh, running into a full side that plays some stifling defense is going to be going to be tough for them. So I, I do see this one as a lower scoring. Uh, probably Wolves win one nil, maybe two two one at the at the highest scoring end of the spectrum. But I am going to be passing this one as well. Just don't see any value on Wolves here at even money, like we were saying. It's just a little bit steep for a three way money line in a low scoring match. So going to be passing on this one and uh, looking for some value on the next uh, two games on Monday. All right, well, waste no time here. Uh, we got Fulham taking on Aston Villa. Fulham hosting uh, the Villains at the Cottage. Um, they got Villa a little bit slightly favored, uh, still relatively close to a pick match here, though, plus 153 on the three-way money line for Villa, plus 195 for Fulham, draw about plus 230. Uh, pick wise you got Villa minus 125. Uh, Fulham probably getting about pick for about even money to a little bit plus, over under two and a half. Um, tough match for me here. Um, full, I mean, yeah, this Fulham side has, uh, I mean, I think if you, if you take away the, you know, the end of that Leeds game where I think Leeds kind of turned off a little bit, um, this Fulham side, um, have, have not impressed yet. Um, not at all. And I think there's a great spot for them this week to, um, to potentially impress, um, you know, they're hosting, they're back home playing a via side that I don't think we're able to gain a whole lot of information off, uh, off of that first week. Um, you know, you know, 10, uh, with Sheffield going down to 10 men, um, we weren't really able to see a whole lot of via, uh, and Ali Watkins, obviously, um, you know, causing the red card. He's looked great so far in uh, a couple of EFL cup matches. So, I mean, that's, there's some positives on this side. Um, Emmy Martinez coming from Arsenal, obviously he's an Arsenal boy. Um, he's a great, great keeper. Um, and obviously, you know, Arsenal tough decision, you know, between him and Leno, but Emmy Martinez is not a backup guy. He's a bet. He's not a backup keeper. He's a starting 
keeper that should always be starting in side in the Premier League. Saw him make the big time save. So Villa's got pieces. Fulham as well, you know, they also got pieces. You know, they have obviously we saw them bag all those goals late against Leeds. Um, this match just has way too many questions around it for me. I, I still want to watch this Villa side. I don't think I got to see enough of them um, in the first week. <clears throat> you know, defensively they had some lapses. Um, I think there might be, you know, could see Fulham get off on the early foot here. Um, and I think Fulham might, imp- might impress. Uh, I just don't know if there's a whole lot of data for us to pull from, from this via side at the moment. So um, this will be my uh, last pass of the week because I'll definitely have a play uh, for my Arsenal boys uh, for our last game. On of course, Monday. of course. Yeah, uh, for this match, like you were saying, unfortunately we didn't really get too much uh, too much information out of that Aston Villa match week one just because – or um, match day two, I guess, their first match, though. Obviously interesting that uh, they had – Sheffield had the red card so early and Villa was able to get the 1-0 win. But I, I just wasn't super impressed with the way Villa played up a man in that match. And I feel like they probably should have had more than one and just weren't able to finish in that scenario. So – I, I do kind of like Fulham here, and it's going to be my uh, my last play of the week is on Fulham Pickham at uh, looking like plus 105 or about even money in the market. So if you can get that at even or better, I would recommend it. Uh, I just think that this is a match that Fulham that's winnable for Fulham, and I think that they need to come out and get themselves some points in the Premier League here, show that they belong. And I think against the Via side, who won't be anywhere near the top of the table, obviously. They're going to come in with some some confidence after putting up three goals and obviously conceded four against Leeds, so not something to be super excited about. But I think Mitrovic looked pretty good in that match. and um, I mean, he bagged two, had the penalty, and then won in the 60-something minute, I think, in that one. So I, I think that Fulham's going to be able to put some up here and maybe get a, a 1-0, 2-1 type win here against uh, Aston Villa, and I'm taking him on the pick and market at uh, plus 100 or better. Yeah, I like that pick. Uh, it's, it's a tricky little week uh, with this match here. Uh, Dad And Mr. Bank and I were talking about this early, too. We, we both kind of expressed her feelings about this match day. Um, you know, definitely for me, match day two has definitely been my most favorite for picking games this week. But match day three, uh, it's just a tougher card this week, guys. Um, so, you know, if we're passing more matches than you'd think. Um, don't worry about it now. You know, we'll, we'll find our spots and we'll – you know, there, there might be a match day where we like almost every play on the board, and uh, we'll play all of them if we like them all. But uh, if we don't like it, we're going to pass. You know, we need to stay a, a little bit disciplined uh, as we have a, a lot of games to bet this year, guys. Absolutely. All right. 38 last, games. Yeah, yeah, in fact. <laughs> last week, of the, our last game of the uh, week and probably um, the match of the week, uh, we got Arsenal. Heading out to Anfield to play the Reds. Uh, the Gunners about plus 550 on the money line. Minus 205 uh, for Liverpool. Draw plus 379. Over under three goals. Asian handicap. Arsenal getting about plus 1.25 here. Um, I'll just I'll, I'll start I'll start this off and I'll start talking about this match historically. Um, over the past couple of years, historically Arsenal. Um, at Anfield, I'll, I'll start off with. I don't think Arsenal have won at Anfield for. Uh, it's I mean, it's coming up on eight seasons, almost a. It's it's a it's been a long time. Obviously, Liverpool haven't lost at Anfield in the last two years. They're trying to make it three years this year. 
Um, so historically, if you want to back Arsenal here um, to win this game, not the best bet, I'd say. Um, but I haven't been on Arsenal um, all year so far. You know, we passed the Fulham, they covered. We passed the West Ham, they chopped. Now they're getting plus 1.25 goals this week against the Liverpool side. Arsenal haven't dropped a single game this year. Um, taking down uh, Liverpool actually in the Community Shield, uh, finished 1-1. One one. Arsenal winning one on penalties. Uh, and then, uh, you know, pick, obviously picking up the first two wins of the season. We got six points. Um, and now I know everyone's going to say, well, the Community Shield is just a glorified friendly, blah, blah, blah. The that's, I mean, that's the first match of the season. You can't say that, you know, the, some of the guys on Liverpool weren't trying. I mean, you just, you're going to be foolish if you think that the guys going out there getting paid millions of dollars to play soccer are just not going to try um, to win some silverware. Um, so I, I, I got to disagree with that a little bit. And uh, I mean, we saw Arsenal draw that game one-to-one. Um, I don't know if I expect them to get the three points here. Obviously, I'll be, I'd be absolutely ecstatic if Arsenal are able to pull off their first victory at Anfield and sometime uh i'd be super happy but um you know i'm gonna be taking i'm gonna be taking arsenal plus 1.25 on the asian handicap um if they lose by one goal sure we at least still uh win half of our bet um and i like that you know this is spot arsenal have been playing so well um there's a lot to like in arteta they got a system locked down um the last two times i think arsenal played liverpool now so they played uh, let me just pull up my notes here. Um, so, yep, the last two times Arsenal have played uh, Liverpool, Arsenal have got the result both times, beating Liverpool um, at the Emirates 2-1, to one, and then obviously in the FA Community Shield 1-1, uh, one to one, and then obviously goes to penalties, and Arsenal were able to win the match there as well. So, you know, and the managers head-to-head, Arteta's 2-0 and oh over uh, Jurgen, so... I think that's got to that there's something to be said there. Uh, Arteta's got got a game plan always for this Liverpool side, and uh, just with the form that Aubameyang's in, Williams playing absolutely incredible. Gabriel, uh, I think this is going to be his first test, um, so we're going to see him back there. He's been playing really well. Um, I hope to see Tierney back out there. Um, I know he's been banged up. Uh, I don't know if he's fit or not, but I would love to see him out there. He'd obviously be a big loss if we weren't going to see him out there on the pitch. But uh, there's a lot to like with this Arsenal side right now. And I know we talked about Liverpool being complacent on defense. Um, And last week in that Chelsea match, um, they did look a lot better defensively. There were a few times where Chelsea were able to break and they looked really dangerous on the counter. But Liverpool you know, seem to be really up for that match um, defensively, and they look to be maybe coming back into form. So that's a little bit worrisome, but um, I still think uh, some of the complacencies uh, still lie in that defense, and Arsenal are going to bag one here, and I couldn't be more excited to uh, to watch this match, guys. Um, come on, you Gunners, boys. Let's get the three points. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, give, me the, give me the Asian handicap for my fifth play of the week. Um, obviously my last play of the week. Um, I'll tweet out all my plays on my Twitter. Um, but, uh, yep, that's that's what I got. Uh, I'll be honest, Jai. You're, you're convincing me that I, I, I really want to ride with you on this Arsenal, on this Arsenal <laughs> side here. And this is the game that I'm most looking forward to this match weekend. Obviously, it's one that I think a lot of other people are going to be looking forward to. Just a, a great matchup with two teams with six points at the top of the table. And 
one trying to separate themselves from the other. Obviously, we know Liverpool is the reigning champ and the going to be the favorite in this one, but I do think it's going to be a great game. And I was uh, actually so excited for this game that I I looked a little bit into some historical uh, some historical trends between these two sides, and actually some interesting things to see. It's been eleven games for Arsenal and seven head-to-head matches between these two, both without a clean sheet for 11 and seven matches. And uh, actually five of the last five games have gone over two and a half and seven of the last seven have had both teams scoring. So I think this is a type of game where maybe you want to jump on. I mean, the over three is a, it's a little high. Um, that would be my lean for this game. Obviously seeing some of those stats and just the way that these two teams historically play when they come uh, come up against each other. But I think if if your book, if you're, uh, the place you're wagering at is offering a type of uh, both teams to score and over 2.5 market, I think that's a, a good place to invest your money. If you're, I'm seeing that at about minus 105 on Bavada. If I think if that's anything above, uh, even if it's even money or above, I think that's something that's like a good place to fire your money on. And I mean, this is the best match of the week, and getting a little play on the over and both teams to score never hurts anyone when, when you're watching an exciting <laughs> game. I think, I think that's one of those ones where if you come out of the weekend with a little bit of profit, maybe uh, it, depending on what time of what type of better you are, that's one where you toss a little bit of your change on and just sit back and enjoy the show. Or maybe if you're down, you, you chase a little bit, but don't, don't get crazy with it. But I do think that would be a, a fun and a decent play for the, the last match of the week. But Overall, just super excited for this one, and I think it's going to be exciting to see how Arsenal shows shows what they're worth in the Premier League this year and maybe can pick up a point here, or maybe even three. Yeah, I, I can't wait as well. Um, that'll wrap us up for the week, guys. Um, just, to, uh, just to kind of give a quick little overview, um, I believe we're just on one consensus play, right, Mr. Bank? Yeah, unfortunately, only one consensus play for you guys, but we're – we're keeping it real there. Yeah, one consensus play, guys. We're not gonna, we're not gonna just spit out plays. Um, just spit out plays. Um, we're only gonna give you our best value plays. Um, obviously, so we're gonna be selective. So sorry, we only got one play this week. But go ahead and lock it in. Um, take West Brom plus one point two five. Um, at uh, if you can find that about even money, or sometimes maybe you might be able to find plus money on that. That would be fantastic. And then I'll be tweeting out um, my five plays on my Twitter uh, as well, like I did last week, and keeping my running total going again this week. So hopefully we move to uh, four and two, knock on wood, uh, on uh, the consensus guys. And uh, both uh, Mr. Bank and I uh, hope to stay hot here in the Premier League. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week uh, for match day four and uh, breaking down a little bit of uh, what happened in this match week. Thanks again for listening, guys, um, and have yourself a fantastic soccer field w- or soccer field weekend.